You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Bill's obviously an accomplished coach. Um, I think it's a great, works out great for us and for him. You know, he's got family in Lincoln. I don't think without that, that we'd have an opportunity to have him in the role that we have him in. But Bill's going to help primarily with the defense, just off the field uh, schematics and things with helping our coaches. I'm sure he'll give a hand uh, to Coach Doss on special teams, too. Uh, he brings a lot of expertise to the table that I think our coaches will be able to utilize. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. That was head coach Scott Frost talking about the addition of Bill Bush, who's not a coach but probably is a coach. Um, he's an analyst um, that – Works with defense, but maybe works with special teams. So, like, I mean, it, it's kind of just this um, under sand. It's kind of like sandbag Bill Bush's role, but I think he's going to have a big role in this team. And uh, we talked about that earlier in the show. I want to take some questions here in the mailbag. Uh, Nebraska did their winter conditioning testing this week, and maybe they will put actual times out. They put out index points and. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's like, come on, like, give us the times and the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Damian Jackson was a, a leader and all that stuff, but uh, we were asked this question in the chat. Who do you think were the top five 40-yard dash guys on the team? And um, I won't name all my five, but I, I think one one or two I'd put in there, I think, would be Deontay Williams and probably Xavier Betts. Anyone that you want to add to that? Well, there's a couple track guys on there. You know, Ramir Johnson. You mean Demarion Houston? I mean, those are like elite level national Ashton, sprinters. Ashton Hausman's yeah. a ten seven hundred meter guy. So in that regard, they probably should be in that conversation. But I mean, Deontay Williams broke the record in the what was it? Pro the, agility, the pro, pro agility, agility run. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably say he's he's a likely candidate. And I think someone like Luke Reimer is probably someone who's who's got to be. If he wasn't a top five, he's got to be. He close. ran four fives. I heard yeah. high high four fives, okay. which was the fat. And JoJo was like a four six five. I think so. Like Luke Reimer was the fastest linebacker. I, I don't know if there was anybody else in like the four six four five other than those two guys. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I feel like uh, those guys got to be right up there. Maybe maybe an Alante Brown or or somebody like that. Um, Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah, Cam Taylor Britt, obviously. You know, I, I think those are a couple guys that, that have got to be right up there. But uh, I agree with you, Robin. I think a Ramir Johnson, I would I would think, given you know, some of his times <laughs> out of high school, um, you know, would have been one of the fastest, top five fastest guys too. Was he a 100 and 200 or just – He was primarily a 200 That's okay, guy. that's what I thought. Um, you know, at least – his nat where he was like a national type of guy or like a state champion or level level type of type of sprinter coming out of high school but he he did run some 100 meter and some 60 meter type of deals too but uh but yeah his his best race was the 200 all right next question call your shot now who is your 2021 spring game star and for me i i've got to lean towards the wide receivers i think it's just going to be a completely different looking group i mean think about a year ago when they were trotting out Cade Warner and you know a group of guys that just you know Wandell was in that group, but it just didn't look like what I don't think they wanted that group to be. And between Torre and 
Omar Manning and Xavier Betts, um, Oliver Martin. I just think somebody in that receiver room and that group in general, I think we're going to walk away from May 1 being, okay, they got some receivers finally. Yeah, and if I have to pick one of those, I mean, I won't say Samari just because, you know, I mean, he's kind of a guy we expect to be, you know, one of their top guys. But I think the rapid rise of Oliver Martin in the, 40 wide, inch in the wide receiver conversation is going to continue throughout the spring. And in the spring game, he's going to make some plays or at least put up some numbers that uh, are going to make you uh, not forget about him in that receiver conversation going forward. Yeah, I, it's hard to disagree with you that, that it could very well be a wide receiver, but I also think you can make an argument that it could be a running back. Uh, I think that, you know, listening to the way Greg Austin was talking, I mean, the, the running game is going to be a point of emphasis, especially a physical running game. And so I feel like, you know, it could very well be a marquee step or uh, maybe even a Gabe Irvin or, you know, Sevian Morris. And one of those guys in that backfield could very well – you know, rip off a couple runs that all of a sudden kind of becomes a, the spring darling or spring game darling that we're talking about too. And it wouldn't be a spring game without overhyping the backup quarterback. So Logan Smothers, no matter what he does, is yes. probably going to get a lot of attention. We'll be talking about him, sure. Our Harburg, I mean, you might say, you know oh, what, yeah. this guy, yeah, they, they took a took a good chance on this guy and, and it worked out. Um, okay, next question, and it's a recruiting one here for Nate and I. True or false, and it's a great question uh, because I, I do think it, it's a legitimate topic right now, is the 2022 in-state recruiting class the worst in dear old Nebraska U history um, as far as you can remember in terms of offered players not picking Nebraska? And for context, Nebraska's made five in-state offers. They've gotten one. The other four have already eliminated Nebraska. Um, Micah Ducker-Riley uh, has not did – he, did he actually come out with a list? But Nebraska is kind of out of it with him too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think true. It, I, I don't ever remember, Nate, a time where five guys were offered from Nebraska and here we are on March 31st today that they're out of it with four of them. Yeah, well, and the, the bad thing is is that it's not just four out of the top five. Basically four four-stars. Yeah, it's four four-stars. And so, I mean, when you're talking about needing to continue to, to build your roster with, a, you know, top 20 or, or better ranked recruiting classes, I mean, man, when you've got four four-stars in your, within your own borders that have basically shunned you and, and cut you out this early in the recruiting process, that's a tough blow. Uh, I mean, that's that's a really tough pill to swallow. Had you landed all those guys plus Ernest Hausman right now, you'd be sitting pretty with with like a top ten level, top fifteen level class. Easy, right? Right now, yeah, you'd be you'd have a top ten recruiting class in the country. You'd you'd be probably second or third in the Big Ten behind Ohio State's. I mean, they're on another level right now. They've got. Um, I think they've got the number one class in the country, 11, 12 commits, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, if you, if you were able to secure commitments from all those guys, you would easily have a top 20 class in the country by the time things were all said and done. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow and, and there's a lot of different reasons, a lot of different factors involved in why things are playing out this way. But to me, I think the bottom line is, is that you got to fix things on the football field and and get these in-state kids excited about being part of the program again. Next question, injury related, um, who is out right now with injuries for spring ball? And, and we don't have a lot of answers to that I can tell you James Carney is out for two weeks, limited. He had shoulder surgery. Um, so that that's obviously one uh, to keep tabs on. But you would hope that for the most part, this team is healthy in spring ball because 
um, you know, they've had a full winter to recover and off-season surgeries, et cetera. Um, so we'll see where they're at. But, um, you know, other than James Carney, did, did any other names come up on your groups, Robin? Not for out, but we know that uh, Braxton Clark and Miles Farmer are both back it's, doing stuff. So, I mean, that's encouraging. Yeah, I think. And then, you know, Nadab Joseph, I think, was one of those guys that was, that was back. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, I mean, it sounds like – it's it's more healthy than than not in terms of players that are that are uh, you know back from whatever injury they previously had suffered. I got a quick one here for you, Robin. Size up that competition at right guard. You were in on Greg Austin. Yeah, so he threw out a bunch of names. Um, you know, obviously Ethan Piper is in the, the left guard spot, but other names competing. You know, for uh, at both spots, Matt Sichterman, His names come up a couple times. Brock Bando, uh, that Newelli from Colorado State, Ezra Miller, Trent Hickson are probably the main guys to work with. Um, and he said Trent Hickson is also repping at center, so he's got a chance to be the number two center right now. Final question: Favorite Easter candy? I'm going to go Reese's peanut butter egg. Yeah, that's hard to beat. Um, yeah. But they make a hollow. I mean, it's kind of like they make that for everything. They got the holiday version of it, the Halloween version of it. But the peanut butter egg is is up there. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of a no brainer. Uh, you know what? I'm good for like one Cadbury egg. I, I like one. Anything more than that starts to get kind of gross. But that first egg of the Easter season. Yeah. Oh, remember those commercials <laughs> yeah. of the, the bunny? And yes. The, yes, I do. You got to go with the caramel Cadbury egg, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, psh, no that's, brainer. That's the, out of the, out of the two Cadbury eggs, I, I like the caramel <laughs> one rather than, I don't even know what, what's in the middle of yeah, the regular one. Know. Yeah, I don't know if I want to know. If you either. tried to give your kids a Cadbury egg now, they'd be like, gross, what is this? You guys ate this crap? Yeah, the old school Cadbury egg, but the caramel ones, those are good. You can all agree that peeps are disgusting. Peeps though, right? are nasty. This gets stuck in your teeth. Yeah, get, and Get the peeps out of here. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody have a good Easter. When we come back, we're going to close the show with some recruiting, both football and basketball. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.